This is the So You Are Former Athlete podcast, a podcast dedicated to exploring the effects that losing your athlete identity has on adult life. From community to routine integration to finding new passions, we've got you covered. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to So You're a Former Athlete and Podcast. This is Alyssa speaking, and I am here with Liz, of course. On today's episode, we're taking a closer look at something that former athletes are often labeled as, and that is being too intense. Uh, But before we dive in, just a reminder to download this episode so you can save it for later or like and follow our podcast channel to be kept in the loop on our new episode releases. And thank you in advance. But back to intensity. Oh, this is something that I have heard for many, many, many years of my life. It's often been followed with, ah, and you're just like so intimidating. You seem so intimidating. Or mm. did you know you have a resting bitch face? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't know that. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know. So if you resonate with this as deeply as I do, you just might be a former athlete. <laughs> I've been called aggressive. Yeah. Aggressive, intimidating, all of the things. And it's hard not to feel a certain way. I think initially when you start to get called Mm -hmm. these things, you know, it sounds like a negative connotation, but I think as years have gone on, I personally have learned to accept it and embrace it because it's part of my personality and it's gotten me really far in life. So I just kind of wanted to point that out that uh, usually I think it's And it doesn't always feel good now to be called it, but I've learned to try and embrace that side of myself a little bit more. And hopefully this episode helps with that as well. That's kind of the vibe today of being intense is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Other people may receive it as that at times, maybe because they can't match your energy, but it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. So to kind of bridge, when you start playing sports at a young age, you have to catch on pretty quickly that there's a time and place to goof around. There's a time and place to be silly. There's also a time to stay focused, to listen, to put your head down, and honestly, to be quiet. You're held to a higher level of responsibility as an athlete. Your actions, you know, they affect more than just you. And mm-hmm. this is something that not everyone has, especially as kids, where you have a team. You're representing something, and that puts a little bit of pressure on your shoulders. You have to step up to the plate. And this is a good thing. The competitive nature of athletics, of course, invites us to double down on training and helps us really dial in on our mindset work when finding our edge. This can lead to some intense mannerisms outside of sports too. We're taught work ethic. We're taught discipline. We're constantly put in these high stakes environments where if you fuck up, there's a consequence. And not everyone has that. There's not time to mess around. You, When you're there, you're on, you're focused, you're using all of your senses and you're dialed in. And then lastly, of course, Being intense might just be your personality. I know that that's the case for me. Mm -hmm. I simply am someone who is typically level-headed, calm, and very passionate and straightforward about the things that I care about. I am full send into anything. I stand up for what I believe in nine out of 10 times. And I don't care if you think differently than me. I'm still going to stand up for what I believe. And this is the most important part here is that this should not be labeled as a negative thing, especially after sports. It's like that saying you see online all the time of, I'm not intimidating, you're just intimidated. I like that quote. I've never heard that quote. Yeah. I think like you said that, you know, we're very similar. (laughs) I'm full set into anything that I put my mind to as well. 
I often am called stubborn, intense. I'm a New Yorker who was a Division One athlete, who is a high-level performer. I'm also a Leo, like so many of my characteristics. And 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 how I was raised, who my parents are, yeah. who the people around me who helped raise me and my friends and all of that have con- made me into this person I am today. And I think everybody has positives and negatives about themselves. And it's really about how you shed light on that perspective for yourself and how you learn to dial in and use it to your advantage, but also not let it over consume you too. Because I think there have been points for myself where that intensity, that aggressiveness, that high level performing mindset that I'm really used to, there are times and places for it to definitely be appropriate, but mm-hmm. then there are times and places when I have to check myself a little bit. So also finding that balance, I think, in, in embracing it. That balance is super important. We'll touch on that in a little bit too. I too have had a love-hate relationship with my intensity, especially when it came to meeting people after sports or trying to express my emotions in a way that didn't sound like I was attacking my partner. Mm. So sometimes that assertive, intense expression can sound like you're not taking into account someone else when it's just not the case, right? It's just, that's just how I speak. Right. (laughs) That's just how I feel. Right. Um, How else does an intense person carry themselves? Well, intensity is defined as having or showing strong feelings or opinions being extremely earnest or serious. I was a little taken aback by the example underneath this definition, and I want to share it here too. So the example that was used was an intense young woman passionate about her art. I feel like women are always the subject of being called intense. We're always there. And way to play into gender roles, dictionary of, (laughs) yes, this intense woman who's just passionate about her art and creativity Mm -hmm. and Like, fuck off. That's not the only way you can use that word. Put a different sentence there. (laughs) Yeah, I think you have a great point of men. It's like men are almost expected or accepted to be intense. It's like more of a masculine trait, I would say. When you're a female, when you're a woman, it's it's often more labeled in the negative connotation where if you have a man who's intense, it's almost seen as, seen as a positive and like a really good trait and characteristic. And then women, it's often seen as too much, I think, in mm-hmm. a certain way. So yeah, great, great point to touch on there. Yeah. I'm just imagining like those romance novels or smut novels where like the man walks into the room and his piercing gaze goes through the crowd and meets mm-hmm. your eyes and you're, you blush, mm-hmm. right? It's never the woman that boldly walks into a room <laughs> and the, the man there face. just yeah <laughs> yeah so anyway okay back to you know intense people so you may have high energy levels or be over enthusiastic about things that other people don't care about as much mm-hmm. like listen I were literally just doing out of nowhere i also like to refer this back to sports when seeing players celebrate so maybe there's a soccer player who it's like the 10th game of the season. He signed on and is supposed to be the top goal scorer or she signed on and she's supposed to be the top goal scorer. And it's been 10 dry games and she's working, she's working, she's working, he's working, he's working, he's working. And finally there's that breakthrough. There's a goal and you just 
can see the physical response. It's like emotional release where the player maybe is sprinting to the corner and they're just screaming and like maybe they're even crying and you can tell how much it means to them. There's this huge rush of emotion of like, I fucking did it. I've been working so hard. I've been dialed in. And I'm so passionate about this that achieving the thing I was working for is almost like too much to just keep inside. That's a very intense person. (laughs) That is an athlete. That is someone who is dialed in like that. Passion. Intense people are very passionate about the things that they care about. We, Like I said earlier, having an, a competitive spirit, and I, I already know we did an episode on be, being competitive, so I won't dive into that too much now. You can also be seen as intense if you have an assertive way that you com- communicate, kind of like we were, what we were saying earlier. This was something that I personally struggled with for a while where I was used to being the captain or the leader or the president of my team where I had to take that assertive stance, where I had to make sure that people were listening to what I was saying or were focused. And sometimes I would take things too seriously. I also am four foot 11. I am like 102 pounds and people will see me and go, oh my God, you're so cute. Can I pick you up? No, no, you can't. And so I think that also conditioned me to not be, not lean into that petite energy, that lighthearted energy, because Mm -hmm. I didn't want other people to just think that they could push me around or not take me seriously. Thankfully, as I've grown into the adult that I am now, I've learned that being too blunt isn't really the always, there's a time and place to be blunt. And now I can, of course, deliver feedback nicely, honestly more gentle. Uh, As a nurse, of course, that's a required skill when you're working bedside and as a coach too. Intense people are resilient. Resiliency is just a beautiful thing that is taught to all athletes. All humans are resilient, truthfully. Every single human being listening to this has overcome something that is different than someone else. Uh, But when you're intense, this tends to occur more often where you just like barrel through barriers, you push through those things and you are so focused that you just overcome, you just overcome. But we can also face a level of urgency that can sometimes be a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. I know that sometimes I can get really caught up in a timeline and feeling like I have to be doing everything all at once, no matter what, and everyone else needs to hurry up or I feel overly disrespected if people aren't taking care of my time or if they're just going with the flow and I'm not ready to be in the flow yet. I can like, my eye starts twitching. That's on me, of course. (laughs) I've, again, that's something I've worked on as a person too. Uh, And finally, kind of like we said earlier, intense people often have qualities that cut them out to be better for leadership, which is why you find many former athletes in leadership positions. So you talked about how you're 4'11", and that had a really big contributing factor to your intensity, right? Mm-hmm. There's almost like this need to to prove yourself. And, and then you are put in an athletic environment too, where this intensity gets a little bit more harnessed. It gets a little bit more refined because you're competing, because you're with other athletes who are better than you, who are pushing you to your you know limit. Mm-hmm. So that intensity, that focus comes out. I think for myself, I'm not 4'11". I'm five foot three, five foot four. Um, and I got a little bit more weight on. But I think when I was young, I was going through a lot. I was going through a lot with my family, social circles, and there was this need to just like prove myself and in in so many different ways, in academics, in athletics, in just life. And so I feel like that intensity, maybe it started in athletics, it started in academics. 
And then because of the situations and conditioning of of what was happening in in my life, I really felt a need to continue to prove myself. So I turned that intensity up, so to speak. And it wasn't until maybe the last couple of years that I've really been like, okay, that was also a survival tactic for me where the intensity, it, it allowed me to be resilient. It allowed me to be tough. It allowed me to be like, hey, don't push me around because I don't need to be, I am stronger. I don't need to be pushed around. But now there's certain times and places where I've come to be like, okay, I'm not in survival mode anymore. I don't have to be in competition, in Mm -hmm. the zone, in this intense foot on the gas, something we kind of talk about frequently on this podcast. So many different characteristics of former athletes and it's still a learning, it's still a learning curve for me here. But yeah, um, I think both of us in athletics, we had it for certain reasons, but also in life there, it was a survival mechanism for sure. I'm so happy that you said that because I wasn't sure where to put this, but I sort of got lost on a Reddit journey. And one of the threads that I found was I'm intense because, and some of them were, I'm intense because I had no choice. I'm intense because I was working through trauma. I'm intense because there was no one there to manage my emotions, but me, I had to be emotionally resilient. And all of it was about the idea that sometimes it is about survival. It is about this is the only way to get through the things that I'm doing. And I have to just put my head down and move and go and push. Right. And it's unfortunate that people have that, right? It's unfortunate that there are situations where starting young and into adulthood, you have no choice but to be intense, but to be in survival mode, but to just be in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. But eventually... It can't, you can't sustain that forever. It just can't be sustained forever. There's a time and place for it. Right. Definitely. And that, that, what you just said, that whole, I didn't read it on Reddit, but every single statement you made, I said, that is exactly me. I survived trauma, right? I am the oldest sibling. I have one Mm -hmm. younger sister. So there's this, you know, this, I'm the leader. I'm setting the example for my sibling. I, had a lot of pressure put on me as a, as a child from my parents and from other people. And um, and you often forget about that, I think, yeah. as an athlete, because then you put yourself in sports where it becomes this outlet. And you think it's maybe all because of competition, but it's not. It was a lot of, um, it's a long time coming, I think, for a lot of those things. And it's funny now, I uh, especially at work, if I'm I still work part-time as a nurse and if I'm in the hospital or something, I, I make jokes about it. And and I'm just like, listen, like, this is me. Like we are fast paced, go, go, go. This is what you get. Like, I know other people have different personalities, but I'm going to own it. And yeah, I am a little intense and I am really focused and I am really driven. And if it's too much, let me know, you know, like, yeah, just, right. Uh, <laughs> like, give me a heads up. Um, yeah, like I can dial it back, but it's just yes, not my default. Yeah, but like my <laughs> my normal setting is like this, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, intense. are you okay? My normal... <laughs> I'm fine. Like, I feel exactly. great. <laughs> yeah. So these qualities obviously flourish in a sports container, and they can take you really far in life post-sports. Kind of like we were just saying, there's a time and place for this level of intensity, but under no circumstances should we ever be subjected to the inappropriate judgment of our personalities. Yeah. A uh, little spicy, little spicy thought here, but I think a lot of other people project their own insecurities on intense people. Mm-hmm. 
Unfortunately, magnifying the likely perfectionist tendencies or, quote, othering that is already occurring inside our heads. Yeah. I could always tell I was different. I knew that I was more intense than other people. And when people would tell me, like, why can't you just chill the fuck out? Or why can't you be normal? Or I'd see everyone just hanging out and laughing. I'm like, I can't laugh right now. What are you laughing at? How can you just be having fun right now? Mm-hmm. And like you can feel that. You can feel that as an individual who is intense, that you don't relate to most other people. And it can be very isolating. It can be very frustrating. And then when other individuals who have their own insecurities point your personal insecurities out to you, it can magnify them. Uh, do you relate Definitely. to that at all? Definitely. Yeah. And I didn't know that for a long time until I started doing my own healing and working with a therapist and a coach and all of these different things. But I used to really take it to heart when somebody told me I'm being too loud or you're taking this too seriously or you're just, you're too much, right? I've been told that before. And when I was young, then that would make me shrink myself a little bit and um, make myself a little bit smaller. And it wasn't until recently when I recognize that that's more of a reflection on them more so than it is a reflection on me. And that's some of their insecurity coming out of, of course, if I'm in a library and I'm screaming like, yeah, okay, I'm being too loud. But like, (laughs) it was just in like everyday conversation that somebody's saying that to me. And I really took that to heart for a long time and it hurts. It does hurt. But now it all makes sense. And like I said, I learned to embrace it and and recognize that that's that's more on them than me. Yeah. So let's kind of look post sports and see what happens. I do want to say that there are some things that can manifest when you are constantly intense like this. And those things aren't always healthy. It's important to point these out and again, to hear them without judgment from me because I just share them because they're important to be aware of, not because again, intensity is wrong. Sometimes intensity may not be the best thing if you are being so goal-oriented that you're not able to celebrate your achievements. If you are someone that is never, ever, ever satisfied because you're Mm. just accumulating all of these things because you're so intense, you can't slow down, might be time to check yourself. If your intensity comes from perfectionist tendencies and a fear of failure, again, that's something to explore of where does my intensity come from? How can I know when it's time to turn it off? Can I turn it off? What am I scared of happening if I turn it off? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then like we just had said, if you feel all the time like you're too much, this is really just from societal pressure, but it can come and that feeling can be so strong if you are an intense person. And if you leave that unchecked, it can really lead to some lack of self-confidence and fear of fitting in and troublemaking friends if you don't take the time to explore it. Yep. I think that sometimes people are really intense because they don't know how to regulate their own emotions. And this can cause a roller coaster inside of yourself up and down and back and forth. And you're jerking yourself around because you don't know how to handle these big feelings. And then you're also kind of pulling the people along with you in your life. I like to think of the teammates or opponents that are just screaming at you when you play and saying maybe mean things or when you mess up being like, are you fucking kidding me? Or this is ridiculous screaming at you. Like, okay, your intensity is being directed in the wrong direction. And if you can't regulate yourself and not put other people down when you are feeling intense, and this is something that you might want to explore. That was definitely me. That was definitely (laughs) What a way to call me out. Uh, There were definitely certain times and instances where 
my intensity got the best of me, especially in college, especially when you, I think too, when the stress is so high to achieve in so many different areas and you're already so intense and pushing so hard that you just kind of crack and what, yeah. and it comes out on the wrong people. It comes out on your teammates. It comes out on your friends and your family, on your partner. And it's not healthy. It's not healthy to yeah. be like that. Also, you know, definitely working through perfectionist tendencies myself now, because once again, for so long, the intensity was driven by survival and yeah. these perfectionist tendencies, this, this drive to be an overachiever, to keep going. That's only new for so long. And now looking back, I wish I had maybe known what we're talking about a little bit earlier <laughs> yeah. or learned a little bit earlier, but if you're listening and you really resonate here, you relate, your past self really relates, it's okay. It's okay to be vulnerable here. It's okay to speak this out loud. It's it's definitely not the easiest thing for me to admit here on this platform, but I do so because I'm still working on being better. And this is the first step is acknowledging it is that self-awareness, is that growth process. Definitely. I'm right there with you. There have been times where I've said some things that aren't so nice or maybe clipped an ankle or two just out of frustration or spite. And that's not okay. Mm -hmm. It's just not. It's mm -hmm. okay to like work through that and admit it and move forward, but don't stay there. Yeah. Don't stay don't there. Stay there. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the takeaway is don't stay there. And we're really, I think this episode is really about identifying when you're a tense, intense person, normalizing that it's okay to have that yeah. as part of your personality and your characteristic, but also to know when you push that boundary of when it's unhealthy, of when you've lost control, I think, of that intensity, so to speak. Does that make sense? Does that resonate? A hundred percent. Like, are you in control or is this need to achieve in control? Like yes. I say that to my clients all the time of like, who is in control right now in your decision-making? Yes. Is it your fear of failure that's in control right now? Is it your current self or your higher self, the, the self that is aiming for these big goals? Or is it that egotistical self of I'm scared, I want short-term happiness or fulfillment, I'm frustrated, right. I'm going to act on these short-term things. and this topic is just why I do what I do as a coach, where I am an intense person. I like to work really freaking hard nine out of 10 times. I mm -hmm. really do. But how can you maintain that in a way that is healthy? How can you be intense? How can you be driven and not be afraid of failure? How can you also incorporate yes. rest? How can you have this success while being intense, while being very focused, while leveling up and challenging yourself and doing so in a way that is healthy and maintainable. Mm -hmm. And that is not something that's taught in athletics, unfortunately. All we're taught is to gather and achieve and keep going. Mm -hmm. And the way that we're taught that isn't sustainable. And so that's really, that's just why I do what I do. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Something I say to my clients is, you know, I am a coach who is intense. I am a coach who, you know, I think there are all different types of coaches out there, all different types of styles, but I take more of that. Almost like an athletic coach, that intensity that athletic coaches have when they're yeah. on the sidelines. For me as a nurse coach, for me as a holistic coach, I really want people to see people succeed, but my style is a little bit more pushing that edge, not as soft and 
<laughs> like a feminine wants to come out of my mouth, but it's like hard to say that, you know? Isn't that funny? <laughs> I think it's really funny when people want me to push them to do things versus them being able to push themselves. Mm. It's almost like your intensity wants to come back from survival mode and like you want that in that desire for intensity wants to come because you feel like you have to do it and someone is forcing you to, yep. but you can be intense and tap into it without having that external person pushing you. Like, how can you push yourself in a healthy way? And I don't know if everyone knows how to do that. I didn't, I just certainly did not know. Right. <laughs> Sometimes I still don't know. Right. Um, some other things to be mindful of if you're an intense person and sort of what we were just saying too, is this burnout as always, if you're, hyper-focus is causing exhaustion, it might be time that it might be time to dial that back, even if it's just for a little while. If you're impatient all the time, no matter what, this was something I struggled with a lot after retiring from sports when I went to go play recreationally or when I would like go to the gym. As I was playing rec, I was getting really frustrated because I wanted to play an intense high level and the the space that I was in could not match that. Mm-hmm. This was on me to manage. This was a me problem, not an everyone else, not a rec sports problem. This one always strikes home for me and gets me in the feels, but isolation, being lonely, this isn't necessarily something that can be controlled to a degree when you're someone who's intense, but intense people are not everyone's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that I also have a partner who reminds me of that when I don't get invited to things or someone else, someone that I considered a close friend connects with someone else more than me and they go off on their little happiness and I wish them the best, but my heart dies a little inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a reminder that when you are an intense person, the friends that you make, I think that friendship can be so strong and so deep. Yeah, I... I hear you with the friend group thing, with the social setting. It's it's not for everybody. And for me, it's it's more of a struggle of when do I feel like I can be my true self? And when do I find myself making myself a little bit smaller or quieter? Or yeah, I want that. That intensity is like inside of me wanting to come out. But I'm like, okay, dial it back because this is not the time and place. But it, it can be a lonely journey because like you said, we're, we're very individual and and not everybody has, everybody has varying levels of intensity. If you are an intense person, right. We all know like drill sergeants who are probably the extreme and then people who aren't intense at all. And like, where do you fall and kind of finding that out and accepting that and owning that is, it can be scary for some people. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's super terrifying. I had this for later, but I'm going to say it now because it relates to what you were just saying. But in case no one told you, being intense is badass. You do not need to lessen yourself, silence yourself, or dim your light so that other people feel brighter. I love that. I feel like you're speaking right to me. So thank you. I am speaking right to you. (laughs) Look me in my eyes. (laughs) You just called me badass. Thank you. Yes. You're right. And I don't think this is something that's talked about of when you're intense, people aren't like, oh my God, keep being intense. They're like, oh my God, you're too much. So to hear mm-hmm. that and identify it and celebrate it right here, we're speaking to you too. We're speaking to you who hears yourself here, who identifies and resonates with so much of what we're saying that 
you are bad badass. You don't need to lessen yourself, make yourself smaller, silence yourself in any way because all of the qualities that make up exactly you are epic and are different than everybody else and they contribute so much that maybe other people don't have. So don't forget that and continue to lean in if you can. So I also really just want to mention that the qualities of an intense person also can be really beneficial. And there are really good things that come out of being an intense person. And some of those include usually being really dedicated to physical health and healthiness. And if you're an intense person, your focus, your drive is usually so high that you take care of your mind, your body, your soul, your home, your partners, your everything that you have in your life, you go 100% on. And, and that really also speaks to your work ethic. So we talked about burnout. We never want to put it past a certain point. But if you are intense, you most likely are really dedicated to your physical health and well-being. You also have a lot of positive energy. Yes, there's a time where we get a little bit too much, but an intense person is it's usually loud, maybe bubbly and fun and excitable. You typically have increased productivity. Yesterday I got called the energizer bunny or like flash. Actually, I always called flash at work because since I'm so intense and so focused all of the time, I was just running my little tail off at work fast. And that increased productivity is definitely a byproduct of being intense. The last two is that in fact effective communication. So you're in touch with your needs and your desires. If you're intense, that that hype, that focus is really, really in tune typically and a balanced work life. Now, that can be two things. You can either be really have an understanding of where you're falling off and where you need to level up, but also you have to pay attention to where we're crossing a boundary at times. So that balance is often found in people who are, who are intense, but making sure it does not become an obsession is the, the big takeaway at the end of the day. One I want to add too is intense people are the friends that you want to call when you get good news <laughs> because we are going to be there to celebrate with you and oh, yeah. probably be more excited for you than you might feel for yourself. Intense people are also great for advice giving. With all of these skills that we just mentioned, our introspective abilities are much higher. Our understanding of social norms and communication are at a higher level. We're typically more in touch with our emotions than most people. Mm -hmm. So to conclude, being a former athlete often breeds intensity, and this is a good thing. Don't forget to celebrate it. If you like this episode, please be sure to like our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We've mentioned this before, but both Liz and I have limited seats for coaching clients. So if you want to claim your free intro session, please reach out to us ASAP via Instagram, Facebook, or just click the links below to schedule a call. As a PSA, we dropped an episode highlighting our coaching space. So if you're curious to know more about it, before you message us, give it a listen. It is very insightful. It under it helps to explain who would benefit from coaching, what sort of things we explore, and what it even means to hire a coach as an adult. To be kept in the loop on episode topics and coaching spaces, of course, like our Facebook page, So You Are a Former Athlete, and... And I think that's it. Listen, anything you want to add? I think you closed it off perfectly. Cool. Well, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.